Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's up, everyone? It is Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. You're listening to Pretty Dece. And I just saw the new Fast and Furious, so before we get to talking about that, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for me to deliver my manifesto, if you will, of why the Fast and the Furious is the greatest film franchise of all time. First of all, let's break it down in just the titles of the movie. I want to start at the very titles themselves. Just the titles alone are awesome enough to put this in the running for greatest franchise of all time. The first movie starts out, it's called The Fast and the Furious. That's a pretty cool title right off the bat. Really neat. It's about cars going fast. They're also angry. Fast and the Furious. It's evocative. They came out with the next movie. Could have easily called this movie The Fast and the Furious 2. But they said, nah, forget that. We're going to be different about it. We're going to call this movie Too Fast, Too Furious. They put the numbers in front instead. They were going so fast, they couldn't even spell out the word two. They had to put the number in, man. They had to put the number in. And then the two is because it's the sequel. You get it? You dig? And then, and then, Ludacris put out a song where he got to rap too fast, too furious, and it was amazing, and it made, it made everything about that movie so much better. Then we came around to the third movie, well, they flipped it again. This third movie, they drop everything, and they go to Tokyo, and they call it Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. And then at that point, hey, Tokyo Drift turned out to be a pretty darn popular movie. They decided to make some more of these. The next one, get this. They were so fast in this movie, they didn't even have time to say the word the. They just called it Fast and Furious. All of those were dropped, just Fast and Furious. Everyone thought the next movie was just going to be called Fast Furious, all one word, because they just didn't have time to even, even add spaces. But then from that, they followed it up with Fast Five. At this point, this movie is on the Madonna level. It is so popular, you just know it by a single word, Fast. Fast Five. Yeah, get it. Now, the next one was a little bit of a low point. We went back to Fast and Furious 6. So, you know, not not too exciting there. But the one after that, the one after that, they called Furious 7. Yeah. Now we flipped it. We went from Fast Five to Furious 7. And get it? Because now the team is furious. So the movies have kind of morphed away from being about fast cars and more about this furious team that gets together and, and, and you know fights all these all these bad guys. And now the newest iteration of the movie is called The Fate of the Furious. Oh, doesn't that just sound amazing? Gosh, the fate of the furious. It sounds so cool. So cool. You know, at its core, these movies have come a really, really long way. The very first movie was about illegal street racers stealing VCRs. That was literally the plot of that movie. These guys are illegal street racers. They're hijacking trucks. The big, huge thing they're getting off these trucks are VCRs and televisions. Cut to later movies where we are racing submarines and and jumping cars from one Dubai skyscraper to another. Like the movies start so humbly and then then go to these insane places. Like the big, huge set piece. And the first movie ends up being like a one drag race that that they're kind of like about to hit a train. Like that's that's it. Like that's that's, that's where these movies start. 
And you know, the, that first movie started the greatest bromance in movie history of all time. We have the undercover cop, Brian O'Connor, who meets Dominic Toretto, the street racer. And these guys, you know, initially just, just oil and water don't mix, but grow to have a begrudging respect for each other and then an actual admiration for each other. So much so that, you know, at the end of the movie, uh, the cop lets Dom go and actually gets arrested himself, you know, actually he actually actually like like sacrifices for dom and then like that awesome friendship continues throughout these movies and is it cheesy yes but is it also like super fun and super cool to see them being like best buds forever of course from that point we get to too fast too furious this movie changes tone completely so dom's not in the movie anymore brian is now arrested and he is he's kind of being forced to be an undercover cop once again sort of like to kind of pay off his uh, his debts work off his sentence he meets uh, he meets his good buddy roman and uh you know, this is where we start to actually form the team that becomes the core of the later movies. We meet Ludacris, we meet Tyrese Gibson, uh, so so Tej Parker. We meet we meet meet Roman, uh, and this is where a lot of these characters that start showing up over and over again in these movies comes together. This is really where the tone for the rest of the series gets set as well. We get a little bit farther away from street racing, and we get more into just insanity crazy hijinks and crime solving at the end uh so we get really get a feel for like what these guys working together is like uh the next movie we we get to is tokyo drift tokyo drift is a left turn for the series because tokyo drift they again drop all the main characters send it off to tokyo and essentially this is like a weird spinoff it seems like they think this is the last movie that's going to get made and Tokyo Drift turns out to be incredibly popular. So they ended up making more of them based on Tokyo Drift because of how well it did. Uh, Tokyo Drift is set in the future when it first comes out, okay? And in this movie, there's a character... So, so slight spoilers here. In this, in this movie, there's a character named Han. And Han... Uh, in the end, Han, Han gets killed at the end of this movie. And... Uh, at the very end, Dom comes in and he races the main character in Tokyo Drift, Sean. And Dom tells Sean that uh, Han used to roll with my crew. And we haven't seen Dom since the very first movie. And this is the third movie at this point. So it's kind of a big deal to see, like, oh gosh, Dom's back. Oh my gosh, I remember him, remember him from, the, from, from, from the first movie. So we, we, we establish a connection with Dom and then the character that just died, Han. Okay? And I think that was maybe included as like a throwaway line. They weren't expecting to make any more of these movies, but that it does amazing. So they have to make the next Fast and the Furious movie. And... I mentioned Tokyo Drift was set in the future. That's important because in Fast and Furious, Han, the character that died in Tokyo Drift in the very next movie, he plays a key role because those movies are set in like modern time. We were not up to Tokyo Drift timeline yet. That's right. These movies focus on like, like weird, like, like kind of like time jumping. Like the third movie is actually set far enough in the future that chronologically it is actually after the sixth movie like the events in tokyo drift happen after the sixth fast and furious movie even though it is the third fast and furious movie to get released so even though we see han die in tokyo drift he's around for fast and furious fast five and Fast and Furious 6 until we lose him. They, they give us three entire movies to get super attached to this character. Four entire movies, if you count Tokyo Drift, the first one he was in, to get super attached to this character. 
And with us knowing full well, he's gonna die. <laughs> we are building towards the timeline where Tokyo Drift actually occurs, which is after Fast 6, and Han dies. Now, don't get me wrong, like, Han's awesome. I love Han. Um, they make it even more awesome. So in Tokyo Drift, um, you know, w w w they add on to that scene. So when we get to Furious 7, uh, the brother of the bad guy from Furious 6, we find out actually rammed Han's car, causing it to wreck, causing him to die as a way to get back at Dom. So they tie it all in together to set up the next movie, to set up Furious 7. Ridiculous in, in again, the most amazing way. Like the, the way that they tied these movies in together when clearly like they, they made that happen is like this like kind of one-off movie they probably wouldn't are gonna make more and then had to create this huge elaborate amazing franchise after that is just a thing of beauty you know paul walker the actor that plays brian o'connor passed away as they were filming furious 7 uh and th they send him out in an absolute just fantastic way um they they don't kill him off in the movies which it would have been an easy thing to do i'm really happy about that so they bring in his brothers who 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 serves body doubles for him actually and they finish the the movie and they they write brian o'connor out as going to retire with his family so he's he's happy he's retiring from this life and they just they send him off to ride off into the sunset it's really really a touching beautiful way to handle it that you would not imagine that big dumb action movies would be able to pull off and they actually really do and really you know these movies are they're they're an outlaw to hero story they're about redemption which is always a really fun tale but at their core the reason that i love fast and furious so much is that these movies become gi joe i love gi joe and these movies are straight up gi joe movies because think about it they they become a an elite team of uh, an elite crime fighting force that uh, travels around the entire world fighting terrorists just like GI Joe. They have a secret base. They have a secret organization. They have they have uh, you know essentially unlimited resources for all kinds of their gadgets and their cars they're gonna make. And they're called on when no one else uh, can can get the job done. They are the last line of defense against these terrorists. Really, really, it's G.I. Joe. And just like with G.I. Joe, they have like weird nicknames and code names. They have weird quirks. You know, G.I. Joe, there is no reason for them to have a dude named Shipwreck who had a, had, had, had a parrot on his shoulder. That's just a weird quirk. But guess what? Shipwreck was the best man for the job, so they had to include him. Just like... Just like with Fast and Furious, you don't really, you have Roman Pierce, he's walking around, he's eating snacks all the time, but guess what? Roman Pierce is the best man for this job. He's the only one who can do this. That's why Roman Pierce is here. That's why Roman Pierce is in the Fast and Furious. And so it's this group that now suddenly is like the people who have to like, like enact this social justice. People have to fight these crimes because no one else can go and enact just, just vehicular, just, just, just carnage uh, on a scale that the people in Fast and Furious can. And you know, just to, just to hammer home the point that these movies are 100% G.I. Joe, they literally put Roadblock in these movies. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson has played Roadblock in actual G.I. Joe, and yeah, he he's 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 Luke Hobbs 
in uh, in Fast and Furious by name, but boy, that dude is playing one mean GI Joe. And watch these movies. Watch watch Fast Five and on when when uh, when 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 Dwayne Johnson's in him, and tell me that he is not doing his best GI Joe impression that he's ever done. Just just uh, beautiful, just beautiful stuff. So you know. These movie franchise, this, this movie franchise is just fantastic. They they've announced that that uh, Fast and Furious Ten is going to be the last film, so the one that just came out was the eighth one. So we have two more films in this franchise, and we have a solid ten. And uh, gosh, again, it's just fun. I I cannot stress enough. You want to have a fantastic time at the movies. You want to have a fantastic time watching movies at home. You got to check out the Fast and the Furious. If you like big dumb things that have their own consistent plot with inside of them and they tell weird crazy like time shifting stories, do it. It's just pure pure joyous fun. And of course, I always say that I love the Fast and the Furious franchise because even though you might think it's about street racing, it's actually a GI Joe movie. And I feel like the last few movies, they were at kind of 90% G.I. Joe. Like, the cars had been mostly left behind, and it was really a G.I. Joe movie. They were traveling the world, they're fighting crime. You know, they're trying to they're trying to stop international terrorism. It's G.I. Joe. This movie was is the first movie, I feel like, that, that they go full 100% diving into the deep end G.I. Joe. I mean, this is a movie where they even get their own cobra to fight. <laughs> like, the, the, the enemy organization led led by this one person but she has she's essentially the cobra commander she has these lackeys who who do her bidding uh completely without question she has seemingly unlimited resources at her disposal it's cobra for all intents and purposes it is cobra and our gi joes our team of fast and furious people here uh you know they're they're spread off to the winds and at the beginning of the movie we have to assemble the team and your your main guy gets them all together briefs them and then sends them out across the globe to uh to to fight these these terrorists to 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 stop cobra i mean we we literally globe trot and end up in russia to stop a nuclear missile launch like you don't get more G.I. Joe than that. <laughs> and they even get to have all their weird personality quirks that makes them G.I. Joe. So, you know, yes, it starts with Fast and Furious, and yes, it's still a Fast and Furious movie, but, like, that is truly at the core of why I love Fast and Furious movies, because I love G.I. Joe, and these movies become full-on G.I. Joe better than G.I. Joe even could. <laughs> so, you know, that is is really the, the core, the secret of what makes an awesome Fast and Furious movie.